Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. One of the best interviews I ever had led to changing my entire life, changing my business, changing everything for me. So it has the power to do so much that it is worth spending the time to do this. Biggest mistake is you thinking or the person thinking that someone else's expertise as a guest on the show says anything about you as the host, as the interviewer, as the channel owner. That first 30 seconds to a minute is absolutely essential, 100% essential. You need to keep as many eyeballs on that as you possibly can. So having guests on your YouTube channel or podcast is one of the best ways to bring in amazing information and help level up you as well as your audience. But if you do it wrong, you can actually hurt your channel more than you help it. Having a guest on takes the spotlight away from you as an expert, which is okay as long as you do it right, because you're going to be able to level up your skills and learn better. If you don't learn how to do this right, however, you can hurt your channel, your podcast, and anything that you're trying to do with creating content more than you ever help it. My name is Zach Mitchum. Welcome to the channel. My business partner and I, Evan Carmichael, work with some of the top thought leaders and podcasters in the world to grow on YouTube. So while I won't talk about who they are in this video, I do want to talk about a couple of lessons that I've learned about making sure that your content positions you as the expert in your field and that when you bring on guests, you're not harming your business. This was actually a question that I got from a viewer asking, how do you create incredible interviews? review type videos for your podcast, for your YouTube channel. So I wanted to answer that question. So I have three big ideas that I know are absolutely going to help you. But I want to start with a story really quickly. Early on in my career with working with YouTubers and thought leaders, I had, you know, at the time, my biggest client. And one of the biggest things that I saw holding them back was they weren't considered the expert, at least in all the content that I watched. They had some of the best guests on some of the top world-class thought leaders, entrepreneurs, just really, really inspirational people. The problem was they never took the spotlight and showed themselves as the expert. And that's okay if you just want to be an incredible host, an incredible interviewer. If the point of your show is not to be the expert, then this advice doesn't really apply to you because what you're trying to do is be an incredible interviewer. That's not what this person was trying to do. They wanted to write a book. They wanted to release and be able to be the expert. Problem here is that if you're doing an interview style show and you're talking 20% of the time or less, then you're not going to be seen as an expert. And so if you ever try to branch out and give advice or launch a book or courses or anything that makes it seem like you are the expert, if you haven't established that in your content, no one's gonna know what you're an expert in, why they should trust you, and they're really not going to. So if your goal is to you know, grow your consulting or your coaching business, you need to be the expert in your content. There is a way to do that in interviews. The best way to do this is to make sure that you're taking the opportunity that is presented in front of you when you have high-level guests on. So there are three big ideas that you need to know to have the best interviews possible. So the first thing that you need to know is that you need to treat the interview of the guest like a personal coaching session. What I mean by that is this person has been interviewed a dozen times, a hundred times, a thousand times. They have a lot of different content on the internet somewhere, more than likely, if you're wanting to interview them and people know who they are. The problem with that is you don't want to repeat what other people have asked. You don't want to repeat show on yours because then yours is just a copy. It's just a second rate version of whatever's already out there. So 
the thing that you want to do is treat it like a personal coaching session. So how do you treat this interview like a coaching session? There's a couple of things that you need to do. The first thing you need to do is prepare yourself. Go listen to three, four, five interviews from this person and see what's been asked, see what they've talked about, see what's out there, but see what questions, more importantly, you have after watching that. What wasn't asked? What do you want to know after hearing what was asked? Maybe go read their book. If they have a book, courses, groups, whatever they have, invest some time for sure. Maybe some money as well, depending on the guests. One of the best guests that I bought their books, I joined their courses. I did everything that I could to be prepared because this was a once in a lifetime opportunity, which changed my life. So it really was a once in a lifetime opportunity. You never know what opportunity is going to be like that for you. So go listen to everything that they have, you know, time-wise, maybe three, five interviews, somewhere in there. This is, this is my process. I want to share with you what I do and what I share with my clients to do if they really want to have guests on, but they still want to remain the expert and, and take advantage of this. So listen to those, write down the questions that you have, not that you think your audience has, not that you think people in your group want to know. What questions do you have? What questions would you ask this person if they were if you were paying for a one-on-one -on -one consulting session because whatever they are an expert in is the reason you're going to ask them these questions because you want to know what their answer is in your particular situation i have tried several times and i've seen other interviewers ask questions they think their audience wants to know and it never ever goes as well as if the person just asks the question that they need help with so write down questions that you need help with as you're going through this are you going to follow these exactly no and that's okay the thing here is you have a list of ideas of things that you want to know personally from this person and that when they come on, they're going to be helping you with some of your biggest, biggest problems. Uh, I had a guest on and the question that I, I really had was around podcasts. At the time, I didn't understand as well as I do now what YouTube looks for in promoting podcasts. What's the best way to go about it? it a lot of things had changed. You know, At the time, shorts had come out. Um, podcasts, YouTube podcasts weren't a thing yet, but YouTube did had the majority of the market share. And for those of you out there, I wanted to know, how do I help my clients get their podcast seen better? How do I get my own podcast seen better? And so for me, it was a personal question. I, I listened to 20, 30 hours of content trying to find an answer to this. And I listened to an interview from this particular individual. It's like, if anyone's going to know, they will. And that was the point of having them on was to ask my YouTube questions that I was at a level where I couldn't really find the information I needed. And so I was going to have them on and just ask questions because I had some things I needed to know to get my clients better results. It turned into a partnership. It turned into a lot more. So you never know when this is going to change. But a couple of interviews before that, I was asking questions that I thought my audience would like to hear. And those portions of the interviews did not do nearly as well as when I actually asked the questions that I had questions about personally because I wanted help. So, so big idea number one thing that you need to know is that you need to know that you need to treat this like a personal coaching session. It's not just an interview. It's not just you asking real questions. It's not you reading their bio. It's none of this. It is you treating it like a personal coaching session. Let them know how they've impacted you. Let them know what it is you hope to gain and ask the hard questions that you have that nobody else is answering for you. So big idea number two is to understand the context of this interview. And what I mean by that is what is this actually accomplishing on your channel? What is the goal of this video? If you want to be seen as the expert and you think bringing on high level guests and incredible experts in their field shows that you are an expert, you're wrong. It really does not. And this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see with people interviewing others, having, you know, whether it's a podcast or YouTube channel or YouTube podcast, which I, which I definitely think you should 
consider if you're doing either of these. The biggest mistake is you thinking or the person thinking that someone else's expertise as a guest on the show says anything about you as the host, as the interviewer, as the channel owner. It doesn't. The only thing that it says is that you were somehow able to get in touch with an incredible expert. So understanding that, what what is the goal here? If we're asking, you know, point one, asking questions and treating it like a personal coaching session, you're going to level up. The people watching who have those same issues or questions that you have, which if they're following your journey, likely there's more than you think there are, they're going to benefit from that. And that's going to be amazing. But if you know you want to be seen as the expert, there's a way to do it. We just need to know what the goal of this video is. So if you want these interviews to also showcase you as an expert, you're probably going to bring on different guests than you would normally, and you're going to treat it slightly different. So if you just want the amazing advice, you want to treat it like a coaching session, you're going to be talking probably 20% of the time or so. It's going to be questions. There's not going to be a lot of you interjecting advice, interjecting any kind of knowledge because you're you're asking questions. You're in you're acting as if they're coaching you. You are not the expert. And that's okay. The goal for that video is to level you up and to provide good content, but we need you to be seen as an expert if that's one of your goals. So talking 50% of the time with the guests, talking 50% of the time, being a conversation, adding your own insights, that definitely will position you as an expert. The problem here is now it's changed a little bit as far as the dynamic. You have to be able to interject your own value and talk 50% of the time. So we need to see you as an expert in your own right. So sometimes that means you have to, absolutely have to create solo videos like this one where you're sharing your expertise. And when I introduced myself, I, I showed you. I work with world-class thought leaders and podcasters, entrepreneurs, and we help them to build their YouTube channels and change the world. Like I really am treating it like a coaching session. I am having them teach me I'm not offering hardly any value as long as, you know, it's a higher level guest. Some of the um, other guests, I do keep it more conversational and interject my own, you know, thoughts and opinions and help. And that does show that I'm an expertise or sometimes it's a coaching session where I am the expert, but you can find content on my channel that shows me as an expert. And so if I wanted to take, you know, an interview with a guest and speak half the time, as long as it's something I have expertise on, I absolutely could. And that is a good way to show that you're an expert because they're not just asking questions. They're giving you insights to how they apply whatever the thing is their guest was talking about. So that is a way to do that. You just need to know what is the goal of this video. I, I typically recommend on YouTube, you have three pillars of content. One of the pillars, one of the goals of this could just be interviews. You're treating it like personal coaching sessions. You're learning, you're leveling yourself up. And that's the goal is to bring amazing content from a guest to learn yourself and to level up your skills and to have a good time making easier to make content because I find that just interviewing someone is easier to make. It's a little more pre-work because it's not something you do all the time. You're trying to learn about the person, but it's easier to, to record and make. If you do have that as one of the pillars though, these other two pillars, you can have solo videos like this one where you're sharing your expertise. You can have tutorial type videos where you're answering very specific questions. You can have ask me anything. So there's so many different things you can do with these other two pillars to show that you're an expert, that your interviews don't have to change if you don't want them to. If you do want them to showcase you as an expert, you do need to change them if you're talking less than 50% of the time. So there are a few things here, that number two point, what you need to know. If you want those interviews to showcase you as an expert, you do need to you know speak more. You do need to interject your own value and probably means you need to know a good amount on the topic and actually be an expert on the things you're talking about and not just, you know, have guests on that are going to teach you and help level you up. So they, they both have their purposes. They both have a reason for being there, 
But the real question is, what is your goal? If you know what your goal is and you know what you're trying to accomplish and you're going about it in a way that does accomplish that, you're winning. So don't worry about changing your interviews unless they're not accomplishing your goals. All right, so the last big idea that I wanna cover is really just tactically, how do you actually go about reaching out to guests, getting guests on, and creating these amazing podcast interviews, YouTube channel interviews, whatever it is that you're doing. The question that I received from you know someone watching was, how do you do this? And so I've given you some ideas on things that could help, but I haven't really laid out the process. So right now, I'm gonna lay out the process for you. This is it's pretty simple. We're gonna start with outreach. How do you reach out to big guests? How do you get big names on? There are a couple of things that you can do here. Number one, just ask. Seriously, <laughs> like if you're going to someone and you're asking them saying, hey, I would love to have you on my channel, on my podcast to help you create content. You know, I, I want to create content with you, make it easy for you, share your name, your message, what you're doing in your mission. If this person is trying to be the expert, if they're trying to you know, share their expertise and really grow. Maybe they have a book out, maybe they have a new course, maybe they're launching something. They're gonna say yes more often than you think they will. It's not gonna be 100% of the time, probably not even gonna be 50% of the time. But the thing here is that if you never ask, there's no way you're gonna get a yes. I have, like, I get this question quite frequently. How have you gotten some of the higher level guests that you've had on your channel, which, Compared to my clients, I, I don't have that high level of guests. I have a couple, which is great, but they have them day in and day out, all day, every day. So for me, it's, I'm just gonna ask. If they say no, they say no. If they don't answer, they don't answer. It's fine, but I'm going to start with that. Do they have something they wanna talk about? How can I help them share their message? And if there is a way to do that, I'm absolutely gonna reach out. Now, if that's a no, or maybe I wanna go about this a little bit more you know, long tail, I, I know I want this guest, I do not wanna get a no from this person. Join their groups, join you know, on their videos, give value somehow, some way. So a couple of the people that I have had on, I've been in their groups for a long time, I've done free trainings, I've interacted with other people I've helped for free because I genuinely care about the mission that they're on. I genuinely care about the group that they're running. So I want to help. And so almost a year in for one of my guests, when I asked and say, hey, will you come on my podcast? Oh yeah, let's do it. it there, wasn't, there wasn't any hesitation. The question was, what are we talking about? And when are we doing it? Because I had given so much value. And so don't, don't do this selfishly. Don't join someone's group and, and go harass people and be like, hey, and no, I helped this person. Please come on my podcast. That's not what we're doing here. We're genuinely caring and we're genuinely helping and, and getting others to win because we're good people. And if you do that and then you go ask these people, more than likely they're going to say yes. Again, not all the time. A lot of these people may have too much going on. Maybe you need to wait until they are launching something or, you know, releasing a book or something like that. And that's just fine. But give value. If you're playing the long tail game, give value, interact and be happy and excited when they say yes. Other ways you can reach out, honestly, just cold emails have worked the best for me. Um, some people like LinkedIn, some people like Instagram. Outreach, tactical, it's it's a lot easier than you think. You just need to go ask and, and give value, uh, really is the biggest thing there. Okay, they've said yes now. How do you prepare this? Do you send them a release form? Do you, well, what do we do here? For me, I just, I let them know I'm gonna share this message the best way I can. And I, I get to preparing. I'm, I'm listening to other podcasts they've been on, watching their YouTube channels. I'm, if they have groups that I really do want to be a part of, maybe I'll buy a month of their group, read their books, any, anything that I can possibly do to get to know them better and to get those questions. I'll keep a running list on my iPhone under the notes app and just any questions that come up as I'm listening to podcasts, books, whatever it is. I like to listen to their books rather than read get that done a lot faster and I retain a lot better. I do that because 
I can get this list of very personalized questions. Okay, he asked about this, but in my particular situation, this is what I need to know here. And I'm not able to learn that because they didn't ask. And so I'm going to ask this question because for me, that's what, and I'll just keep this list. And usually when you know the guest actually comes on, I have a list of 15 to 20 questions. I never get through all of them. And usually I'll have to, you know, as I'm on the interview, I'm you know, rearranging the questions in my mind of importance because of how they're answering. So make sure you have a list of questions you want to know, lit, range them <laughs> in how important they are to you. You know, most important at the top, so that way you're asking them that way, but know that it's okay for things to change because things will change. After that, how do we get them on the show? I use Riverside. You know, I have a link in the description down below this video if you want to use uh, my link. It, does help me out. So I appreciate that. But Riverside has been my favorite tool to use. Um, I know some other people like Zoom, you know, there are different softwares that you can use. But for me, Riverside gives the best quality, hands down video, audio. And there are some bugs, there are some cons to this, but any of the cons are far outweighed by the quality that you get with the audio, the video. I have heard of some people not getting full recordings, but there's always a backup because it was streamed and it's Zoom quality. So worst case scenario, you're ending up with Zoom quality. Best case scenario, you're ending up with beautiful, crisp, amazing, high quality 1080p footage. You can do 4K, I don't recommend it, but that's for another video. So Riverside is my preferred way to go because of the quality. We are cutting this up for YouTube. We do wanna be able to you know, have your editor. If you have an editor, if you don't, hopefully soon you will but cut up this footage that you know your guest is full screen you're full screen you're side by side you want this to be incredible content you don't want it to be zoom quality because people are judging you if you're creating youtube content on those first you know five to ten seconds but also the first minute so if it doesn't look great it doesn't sound great the information better be absolutely phenomenal because if it's not people are going to leave but if your video looks good or great it sounds good or great they're going to give you a little bit more time. That first minute and for podcasts, that first five to 10 minutes is really, really important. And so if you can win them over instantly with the quality of your sound, quality of your footage, you can hopefully get them hooked in with the information that you're sharing as well. And you have a little bit more time to do that because they haven't started building up this wall saying you're not as professional as they need you to be to be able to answer their questions. And that's fair. So tactically speaking, strategically, I use that because that gives me more advantages than uh, some of the other software that you could use. All right. So next step is really just showing up for the interview. Ask the questions, be engaged learn, grow, make sure that whatever it is that you're doing is accomplishing that goal. If you're treating it like a personal coaching session, do that. If you're trying to make it seem like you're an expert as well, make sure you're sharing half the time as well and asking questions, but it's more of a conversation and you need to be comfortable with being in conversation if, that, if that's the goal. The thing here though to remember is at that beginning, the intro of this person, you need to make sure it's special because this person has been on so many other interviews, podcasts, whatever it is. Don't read their bio, never, never read their bio. You have just spent hours and hours consuming their content, interacting with things that they've created. Talk about how that person's impacted you. Th two, three, four sentences, real quick. What have they done? Why do you wanna interview them? What impact have they made on you? What is it that you really admire about them? Something personal so that one, they feel good about being on your show because now they know why they're on your show because they've changed your life in some small, medium or large capacity. So help them to understand that and that will be unique content and it'll help the rest of the interview go much better because they have some context. Maybe they'll give you the 30 minute version of <laughs> the lessons that they've learned instead of the three minute version. You never know what you sharing will do. Make sure that you, you don't read their bio. You give them a personalized reason, how they've impacted you and why it's important that 
there on your show. Get into the interview questions and just listen, learn, enjoy it, do your thing. Afterward comes the editing part, and hopefully you have an editor if you don't. The, the thing that I want you to know here is that tactically speaking, like if you're going to spend the least amount of time editing, um, if you have an editor, maybe this is less important to you, but that first 30 seconds to a minute is absolutely essential, 100% essential. You need to keep as many eyeballs on that as you possibly can. So if you're interviewing, maybe what you want to do, one of the best things you can do is take a section from the last you know, half or third of the video, maybe it's multiple clips put together, and you're gonna put coming soon. You want people to know this isn't the start of the interview, that this is some gold nuggets coming up. Put that at the beginning, the 20, 30, 40 seconds, and you know, help them to understand, hey, you clicked on this video, this is the right video. Here's the gold that we're going to be going over in this interview. That is incredible. That's a great way to keep attention. And then that first 10 minutes, you want some really good editing to keep people's attention. After that, if they're still there at that five, 10 minute mark, you've hooked them in hopefully well enough that they're gonna listen to the rest because of the value, not because of the editing. You can absolutely edit through the whole thing. That's, I'm not saying don't, just saying if you wanna know where to spend your time, most of it needs to be on that first minute and then after that, that first five to 10 minutes. After that, you can kind of lax up a little bit, but um, you do want some things at the end, some things at the beginning, different things like that. The other option here, if, if you don't have an editor, you don't wanna do that, cut all the fluff at the beginning, get right into the first question. They shouldn't introduce themselves, what they've done, their life story, it's too much. You get straight into the value. Why did people click on this video? You'd be good to go. There's, this is a whole topic for the editing, the structure, the format of the video that we're not gonna cover here, so. Um, you know, I will be covering topics like this on my channel, but this is not something we get into right now. Ending the video, just make sure you send them to another interview or send them more beneficially to you to a video where you are the expert because they've just spent 20 minutes, an hour, however long your podcasts are, listening to you bringing in expert advice. Send them to somewhere where you are giving them expert advice so they see you as an expert. Don't ask for them a like, a subscribe, comments, none of that. that. That's not important. What we want is them to watch more content. And then we upload it, title it, thumbnail, stuff that we don't have time to really dig into detail here. But all of those things are important as well. And that's really, you know, tactically the process of getting this interview done, start to finish. And then make sure you share it. Make sure you get your guest, if possible, to share it as a community post on YouTube. That's probably the best thing they can do unless they're willing to send it out on their email list. So community post on YouTube is usually pretty easy because they just go to the video and click share, create post, and they say, hey, I was interviewed by this person. It was a great interview. Not a big deal, not a huge anything. So I think that's, that's probably one of the best things that you can do that way. So there's... There's a lot here, but the big idea number three is how do you actually do this start to finish? Pretty simple, give value, reach out, create amazing content because you're asking personalized questions and then edit the content so that it gives the most value possible to the viewers. So I know that if you apply these three big ideas to your podcast interviews, to having guests on, you're going to be able to create one, much better content, but two, actually reach the goals with that content, whether it is that you want to be seen as the expert or you wanna learn and you wanna grow and you wanna level up, which is also a great goal and a great thing that you can use your content for. Just know what your goal is and you know go through the process in a way that helps you to reach that goal. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the
the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.